Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. I am your host. My name is Chris Steffen. Joining me today, as always, is my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Happy New Year. Happy 2024 to all you listeners out there. You start a new year, you start talking about threats that are coming up in the new year, all your predictions, so on and so forth. And one that kind of flies under the radar a lot of times is this whole idea of the security of your infrastructure. Let me preface this by saying I'm not here to scare the bejeebers out of anybody, although you should be a little bit frightened. But our infrastructure is unbelievably vulnerable to attack, be it hack attacks, be it takeovers, be it just flat out sabotage. And the bad guys know this, the nation states know this, and they're starting to dip their toe in the water to kind of find out how vulnerable things really are. Do I think that we're in for a major disaster? I don't, but it is concerning. And so I thought today we would talk a little bit about our nation's infrastructure, some of the attacks that are possible out there and see where we kind of go. So Ken, I know that you had mentioned an article that you had seen recently about attacks on infrastructure, specifically, I think, water. Talk to yeah. me a little bit about that. Well, so, you know, so actually, uh, so this this happened, um, let's see, it was last month. It was actually December 2023. Uh, there was started to be announcements coming out from FBI and uh, CISA as well, uh, talking about how they're seeing an increase in attacks against public utilities. Um, now, Water utilities apparently are are one of the the most commonly attacked, and that's because they're probably one of the the most commonly uh, I don't want to say unsecure, but outdated is probably the the best term. Um, you know, and to to give you an example on that, some of these municipal run and most of them are municipal run utilities are are running on hardware and software that's probably at least 10, if not, you know, even older than that, you know, 10 to, to 15 years old. And, you know, we're talking, you know, utilities that are running on hardware and software that's older than, than some people's cars, um, which is kind of terrifying if you, if you really think about it. Of course, now now I'm dating myself because to to me, 1999 was still only like 10 years ago, and it really wasn't. But what's really interesting about some of these attacks is that for now they're just going after the the lo- the low hanging fruit of like the the display systems or, or what have you. So one of the the most recent attacks, and I think this was up near Pittsburgh, they the attackers and these were these were foreign attackers politically motivated uh attacking this uh water utility for a municipality up in pennsylvania and luckily all they did was they just defaced the interface console with the the plant that 
you know, start displaying political messages uh, in support of their country. But that needs to be a wake-up call to the utilities. And the reason that needs to be a wake-up call, because that means they got in the network. All right. And that, and that if that's a display interface for your uh, control system for your your water and your, your water treatment and sewage treatment, you need to, to take a look at, did they leave anything behind? You know, is there anything in there that they might end up then doing a second attack against the actual the water systems? And, and those are all controlled by something called SCADA, which is supervisory control and data acquisition. Now, a lot of those systems are monitoring only, um, but there are some systems that allow automated control of the water systems, which controls some of the chemicals in the systems. So that could adjust the chlorine levels. They could remove the chlorine. They could put in too much chlorine. And that could really cause some problems when, when it comes to safe drinking water. And I think it's it's definitely needs to be a wake-up call that we need to address this actually at a national level because most of these municipalities are just too cash-strapped to even do anything about their outdated hardware and software. Yeah, let's talk about this a little bit. So when I think of municipal infrastructure and public infrastructure, water is a part of it. The one that is top of mind for most people is probably things like the electric company, the sewer companies. People also don't realize that the same control systems actually control stoplights and roads and but the reason that it's it's really kind of interesting when it's all said and done is that when you got up this morning, you got up, brushed your teeth, you went to the bathroom, took a shower, you used all these public utilities. You used the electric, you used the water, and you used the sewer. And I promise you, during the time that you were taking and using those things, unless you are an extreme example, you probably didn't spend a lot of thought into whether they were going to work when you got up this morning. You probably have municipal water. You probably have municipal electricity. I know a lot of people are trying to live off grid and your sewer is probably connected to the city sewer. Interestingly enough, my, my aunt, for example, doesn't have any of those things. She has a solar generated house. She has her own well and she has a septic system. So she is completely isolated from any of those particular problems, interestingly enough. But here in reality world, most of us at least have to be paying attention to those things, but we don't very simply because they work and they work the way that we want them to work. We don't expect them to work poorly. We expect them to work on demand. And that's a great thing. It's a, it's a luxury. It's a luxury that we as Americans have that a lot of places in the world just flat out do not have. And I, because it's a luxury, I think there are signs that we just take it for granted. When you start talking about the age of some of these systems, infrastructure, roads, bridges, again, another great example, and this happened out in, in Minneapolis a few years ago, when you cross a bridge, are you worrying about the bridge falling down? And I hope the answer is no, but the reality is that it happened. There's a floating bridge right outside of Seattle. In fact, there's two of them. There's actually three floating bridges in the Washington area. I think I've been on all three. And every single time I'm on them, I'm like, you, you say a quick prayer because are you sure that the thing is going to float? And of course it does. I mean, give me a break. But that's one of the few times ever that I think about a bridge sinking when I go on the bridge. I don't think about it when you go over the gazillions of other bridges that you go over all the time. And the reality is the floating bridges are well taken care of. It's the other bridges that are not paid very much attention to that are a concern. That's what I'm talking about when I think about infrastructure in general. There's all these infrastructure things that we just take for granted that are just normal everyday things 
water systems, SCADA systems, electric systems, sewer systems, things that we use and, and take advantage of every day that are run on equipment that is very antiquated and we just don't pay attention to them. And that, as you mentioned, Ken, that's a big concern. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, something else to, to add on there would also be phone systems as well. You know, that's, you know, now very little, you know, the, the switchboards that we used to have to worry about are left and most everybody's just got cell phones anymore. But what happens if the cell phone towers stop working? You know, that's and, and that's still now that's that's all electronic infrastructure. That's, all, you know, most of the. The cell phone towers now are really just VoIP, so that that's really you know something else to think about too. And you know, where do we also draw the line when it comes to you know disaster preparedness? You know, what what level do we need to personally prepare for, and what level does the government need to prepare for? And and are we prepared on the levels that we need to be? And and I think that probably the answer on both accounts is probably going to be no. You know, I, I suspect ninety percent of governments are not ready for an actual infrastructure attack and 90% of people are probably not ready for an infrastructure attack either. Of course, I say that as I sit, you know, at my desk with a, a ham radio on my desk. So, you know, that, that shows how much of a, uh, a nerd I am. <laughs> and, I, I ha- I, and I have my police scanner sitting right here too. So I, I mean, I hear you loud and clear, right? But, uh, the, the purpose of this conversation today is again, I, I'm not into the scare the bejeebers out of everybody, but this is one of those, when you start taking and thinking about elections coming up, we're not telling you how to vote, but at the same time, these are the kind of things that you want your elected officials locally, nationally, statewide, you want them to be thinking about it. it this is not a problem that's going to be solved overnight. Um, I don't want it to be solved overnight. I want there to be real diligence figuring in how to modernize our infrastructure in general. But it, it is also, there are things that you can do to make yourself better prepared. I can't possibly recommend enough always being more prepared. Look at the the FEMA website. They have great things to do to prepare for some of these kind of eventualities. And just understand battery backups, how you can deal with a power outage. How would you deal with water not being around for a day or two? Our friends down south during hurricane season, they worry about these things all the time. They are actually better prepared than than most anybody because they live it. Think about it a little bit and see what you can do for yourself to make yourself a little bit better prepared. Yeah, you, you brought up uh, elections. So, so yeah, so this is actually a perfect time to engage your, your elected officials on this topic. Okay. And, you know, don't, don't go to them, you know, expecting them to have answers because I can tell you, they probably won't have answers. Um, but, you know, ask them, you know, you know, what are you, you know, what are you planning on doing on this topic? Because it's an increasing concern across the country and that, you know, national officials, local officials, what have you. And it's not necessarily a matter of getting a, an answer from them, but opening that conversation, starting that conversation and getting them to start putting it on their radar that, hey, we really need to do that. I, I, in fact, you know, just last week I emailed some of my elected officials about a, uh, a cybersecurity topic of concern, like, you know, hey, this is something you should probably take a look at uh, for your upcoming legislation season. And they were very appreciated of it. So definitely take this as an opportunity to open that conversation. Yeah, I know infrastructure is not sexy. I, I don't pretend. Again, I mean, I, I've been there. I've done that. I, I understand that there are so many other things that elected officials want to pay attention to that are top of mind of a lot of their constituents. But again, this is one of those things where 
everybody needs to at least be aware of it so you can kind of plan accordingly. And even if you voice it as a a tertiary, a secondary or a tertiary concern with your elected officials, that's probably more attention than is being paid to it otherwise. And so that level of effort is probably to everybody's benefit. So that said, I think we've covered this pretty well today. Again, appreciate the topic and appreciate your time today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, continue listening and and please recommend it to somebody else. Until next week, thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.